Hey Northridge, welcome to A Little Better, where our goal is to know God better and to do better so that we can be a little better. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to A Little Better. Thanks for listening in. Thank you for engaging with this content each week. We have a special edition of A Little Better. This is not a bonus episode. This is a regular episode, but it's not regular because it's got something special. That's why I said a special edition. Okay, I'm just going to tell you what it is. We've got Nate Miller and Mark Nelson. It's a campus pastor, formerly members of Campus Cove, special edition. So what's up, guys? Nate Miller. Hey. (laughs) How you doing, Mark? How's it going for you? Hey, it's going well. How are you doing, Aaron? I'm doing well, and I'm I'm not I'm I am realizing that I miss our days in Campus Cove, guys. I don't I didn't I, I know. Don't think I would ever it, say that, but the singing and just the content conversation, or just popping in or popping out, I, dude. Yeah. I, I yes, I miss that a, a great a great deal. I don't, yeah, but I'm finding I'm getting a lot more done these days. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was going to say, Mark's going to come in from, from left field with something hot. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I think I've seen my office. I don't know. This is, I think this is week, what is this, week six or something? Seven or eight, at least. Yeah, seven or eight. Um, I think I've seen my office two times. There's probably like so many mice or like things growing in there. I have no idea what I left in the trash can. I jumped in there for one of our recordings a couple of weeks ago and uh, we still get our Bixby eggs from the Bixby farm. And so oh, I have to pop oh. into the office every once in a while to pick those up from Scott's family. But uh, yes, I did notice. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Wait, you guys get delivery? I didn't know about this. <laughs> But uh, there was definitely some mice turds in the uh, on in my oh. office, so they they got Uh-oh. like free reign of the place right now. So. <laughs> I have an unfair advantage because I live way closer to my office than you guys. Oh, sure. that's true. That's if true. I want to pop over. It's super simple. Yeah, but you also have more people in your house, so probably a better reason to pop over. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there. Sometimes let's it. talk about that. I would. Well, I was there on Saturday, Nelson, and your one of your daughters was working in your office. That was cool. She was yeah, getting, she was getting some work done. Family, I guess. So <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. No, I mean it's been it's been pretty fantastic, really. Like with with a full house and a lot of teenage girls. Um, yeah, you know it's it's actually been to be honest, it's actually been pretty cool um, because teenagers they're they're really looking to connect socially um, most all the time. And so the fact that they can't do the normal like sleepover thing, it, it's been a real treat for Gretchen and I, and uh, we've, we've enjoyed many a game night. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. talk about, but Kaylee, is she home yet? <laughs> she is not. She is, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it's not quite as full of a house as it should be. Correct. Instead of six, we have five. But uh, after three canceled flights, we're really thinking that number four is is the one that's going to work to this Unbelievable. point. So Wednesday, this Wednesday, she flies into Buffalo, and uh, I'm really hoping that it it works out. Yeah. So she's trying to get home from Florida, right? That's right. Been trying for several weeks. <laughs> What's the story? Like, what are they just like? You book a flight, and they're like, nah. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> We've booked flights and they've accepted our payment. And about a week 
ish before the flight. We get a nice message saying the flight is no longer uh, a reality. So, but you, I, I'm assuming they give you money back, right? They either give us money back or a future credit. Oh, so assuming you ever fly again, you're going to have all these flights to use. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So where's she been? I'm sorry. This is like, now this is the Kaylee interview. Where's she been <laughs> staying? Like, what's the deal? No, it's been, it's been good. Actually. She, uh, she initially didn't know that, uh, you know, whether or not she wanted to come home, there was a lot of uncertainty in the early days. And so she went over to a, a friend's house and didn't know that she'd be there, you know, seven or eight weeks later. Um, still, wow. so she's been staying with a, a friend from college and it's been a really good positive situation. Um, but she is eager now to get home now that school has been done now for a few weeks. Yeah. She's in Florida, right? So yeah, Florida. she may want to stay down there, right? That's <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I don't know why she would want to come up here. It's going to snow fellas. Yeah. I like, think this week there's legit week, snow. Uh, why should you want to come home? You know, but she must Although live. in Florida, I feel like it's getting to the point where you don't want to be in Florida anymore. Snowbirds have it right. You know, they come back here for summer. So okay. we're getting close. But I guess we are probably still a few months from summer here in Rochester. But Miller, what's it like in your house so far? Um, it's been good, all things considered. I mean, certainly some days are better than others. I think obviously the biggest adjustment has just been having the all three of our kiddos who are all in elementary school home. And uh, just earlier today, all three of them were on Zoom calls with their teachers and uh, their class. So you got a kindergartner, a first grader, and a fourth grader wow. on these Zoom calls. And it is just, it's chaos, but it's uh, its fun. You know, they they enjoy getting to see their teacher and their friends. But uh, so it it's like definitely- issue devices? How does that happen? Yeah. So Webster, I'm sure, I, I don't know what other districts have done. Our kids are in Webster Central School District, but they, several weeks ago, they, um, they gave, not gave out, but they issued all the electronics that the kids normally use that are kept in like a safe place at the school, but they issued them to every, all the students. So like, yeah, Olivia, she's in fourth grade. She has a Chromebook and then Landon and Claire have an iPad. So they each have their device and then they're able to communicate with their teacher. Their teacher sends stuff to us and there's already stuff on their iPad that they're able to log into and use that helps teach them, helps them work on um, yeah, their schoolwork. And we are able to submit that. So it's, it has helped us be able to come alongside our kids with the schoolwork and stay in touch with, uh, with their teachers. But we're uh, it, it's a lot. Yeah. We, we feel the burn of just trying to carry that burden of trying to help our kids continue to, to, to learn, especially now when we're in the season of not review, but like we're teaching them new content that right. <laughs> their teacher hasn't taught them. So I realized like I can just barely do fourth grade math. Um, so I think that's about, you know, I had to really think. <laughs> Mark hasn't even tried the, with his girls. Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> Left that oh. world long ago. <laughs> well, but what about you, Mason? I mean, you've uh, got the youngest kids among us. Yeah. So I guess in some ways our life is really no different. <laughs> um, the only difference is obviously I'm around more. Um, so that has that, I think for Lauren, that has some advantages, also some probably pretty significant disadvantages. Um, but you know, I'm still getting up with the kids early in the morning and we do the thing and, um, 
one Lauren is able to like when both boys go down for a nap, she's, she's appreciated. Like mm-hmm. she needs to go to the grocery store that I'm actually in the house. So like right. she can say, Hey, both boys are down. I'm going to go. And she just like disappears. And <laughs> I'm a great parent, which means I don't even move. I just assume that mm-hmm. they sleep all the time and um, keep working. But uh, yeah, it's been, it's been okay in that regard. Are you guys, are you picking up any new shows? Uh, this is like the classic conversation, right? This is all anybody's talking about is, Oh, are you filling your time? But like, what are you guys up to? Let's start with Mark. What, how are you feeling? Oh, time? Man. Any new hobbies or shows you can recommend? You know, um, as a family, we've been, we've been watching this show, Mental Samurai. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah. No. no. One of our girls turned us on to it. It's, it's kind of a game show. Um, people sit in this sort of mechanical chair in the middle that spins them around in different directions, and then they stop at a certain column where they have to answer a question after they've been, you know, spun around. Oh, yikes. And, oh, yeah. And there's, there's, you know, I think there's 10 questions and as soon as they get one wrong, they're done. So it might, there might what, be 12. What's the torture that's worse than getting spun around in a metal mechanical yeah, I wouldn't last. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't get past the first column. Dude, I would throw I, up in one yeah. second. <laughs> Absolutely. No drama means going to cut it in that. Oh, so. that's right. Oh my goodness. But you said game nights too. What are you guys playing? Oh yeah, well I mean we've played a whole bunch of different games. Most recently it was Clue. Throwback. Oh, wow, throwing it back. Played some Ticket to Ride. Um, just a whole different array of games. You guys are a game family, if I'm not mistaken. We are. I don't know how many games we have. There are a bunch. <laughs> and Gretchen is like very low key, not real competitive. Just kind of like lets it <laughs> lets it go, right? Yeah, sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> We, we all somehow, uh, I think, got that same competitive spirit. So it's it can make for a fun game night. I was going to say, game night actually sounds like fight night. <laughs> can be. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> of your girls, who's most competitive? Let's just put Kaylee. them on the spot right here. She's not here, though. She's in Florida. But Kaylee would be the most competitive. But they really all are. So it's, it's a lot of fun, actually. I could see it. I could see Paige bringing some, bringing some life to that party, though. That's for sure. Very true. <laughs> yeah. All right, she's Miller. What are you still all about the Disney uh, uh, Seen It, I think it's called? Disney Seen It Games? So oh, we, yes. Yeah. yes. And she rules. She rules in that game. <laughs> <laughs> so she's just doing everything she can to make Seen It happen. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. Disney Plus is her favorite thing that ever happened. Yeah, exactly. Miller, what are you guys, any new hobbies or anything? Um, well, I will say we have found a show that we like, you, you know, you, you guys have ever experienced that you find a show and it's just like, oh, we got to watch the next episode. We just got to watch the next episode. Yes. It's so good. Yes. There is a show that we have been loving. It's called Pull Dark, P-O-L-D-A-R-K, Pull Dark. And uh, it's really good. It's this British historical drama television series. I believe it was aired on PBS. Um, we have Amazon, so it's through Amazon um, TV Prime, I guess. If you go have an Amazon account, and so it's a TV show on there, but it's really, really intriguing, really good. So uh, nice. anyone out there looking for a show, check it out. Pull Dark, but uh, but that's been good. We've enjoyed that. I've also. Um, uh, Hickson, you know this, we would go to the YMCA together, obviously with that being closed. I've also picked up the hobby of, uh, and I'm getting this right based on the last podcast of cycling. That's right. So cycling. I, uh, you and Daniel and Logan. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, 
got a pretty cheap and expensive road bike, but, uh, have been enjoying getting to do that to, uh, get out of the house, um, get some exercise in, but yeah, that, that's kind of what I've been up to. Is this pole dark, pole dark show? Is it, it, it like, is it exciting at all? It's a drama you said? <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. And they like ride horses in it and there's like, okay. oh, wow. so it's got like the, the guy side of it, but there's also the drama. Oh so, yeah. Like, Superman. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, watched. Dude, the hold other... on, hold on, hold on. If you're Sorry. stretching to say it's manly by there are horses in it, it's a drama. <laughs> it's a drama. No, that's fine. There... Mark, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, yeah, like horses is like every teenage girl's like dream <laughs> movie right there. Um, no, I was gonna say we watched um The Count of Monte Cristo the other day, and that's wow. such a great movie. If you haven't mm. seen it, that's a good one. I read that in high school and then I watched the movie and I was like, I'm going to stick with the movie. And that hasn't happened to me very often, but yeah. that is a confusing book. Uh, anyway, um, let's talk about something that is not just random nonsense. It sounds like we just haven't seen each other in a while. That's what this podcast <laughs> We're is. We're catching about. up for sure. Um, okay. So Webster campus, what's been going on? How are things? What are you encouraged by Nate? How are things going? Yeah, I think in general, things are going uh, really well. I've been able to just try our and our staff have been trying to stay in touch with people across our campus, attendees, volunteers. Um, and I think, yeah, people are doing okay. I think many, like many of us are feeling just, wow, we've been in this for a long time. When's it going to end? And having to adjust with kids at home or working from home or furlough or not having a job. But I think just dealing with a lot of the things um, many people are dealing with. So, um, yeah, so it, it, it's overall been okay, I guess I would say, but, um, but yeah, I think in, in terms of people, things, things are going well there. Salt road, they're still chugging along slowly there. Um, they're working certainly at a very reduced workforce, but they've been able to continue to pick some other things up, like finishing a little bit of the drywall that needs to be done, working on some of the interior stuff. But, um, we're hoping here in the next couple of weeks, as we find out more information, that more of the construction will be able to, uh, to be able to start picking up again. Sure. Um, we have had some of our volunteer teams been able to help on the ground side. One of the things that's new to us is we've never owned a building, but now that we own a building, so we've had some volunteers that, um, have been able to help like cut the grass and do some trimming and things oh, like nice. that. So that's been cool to get some of those groups up and going and, uh, getting the, them out there serving. So that's been neat. Yeah, I heard you got stoked. You found a good deal on a lawnmower. <laughs> I did. Facebook Marketplace, man. Yes, I love real it. good so, deal. So the Webster campus has a lawnmower. We don't. We don't have. We don't have any people, but we got a lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, the grass is being well cared for. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. That's really cool. And Mark, what about Greece Campus? What are you hearing from people? And yeah, I mean, it's been awesome to connect with people. I think just in, in making these connections, you know, as we've been able to do it, you know, digitally or whatever, just been a reminder of how important our time together, you know, as a campus is. And I think we could take that for granted. And then we hit a season like this and it's like, wait, wow, we really are a family. We, we, we kind of depend on these regular times together with our family members. And I was talking with a, a, one of the roadie crew leaders um, at Greece, his name's Jordan, just a cool guy. And he was, just uh, talking about how much he misses, um, you know, serving alongside his team uh, each and every Sunday. And I, I thought, man, really? Like this guy gets up, um, you know, five o'clock in the morning on a Sunday as a volunteer. I- I'm thinking like, man, 
he, he's loving this break, right? But, <laughs> He'll take this but, for a little. <laughs> right. But instead, he's like, the longer it goes, the more his heart, you know, yearns for um, that, that deep connection that we have as, as family. So I just think, man, that says a lot about um, how important we all are to each other in a, in a very tangible way. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. And it definitely certain phrases like from the Psalms about how good it is for brothers to dwell together in unity or um, how good it was to go to the house of the Lord and worship together. Like mm-hmm. some of those phrases that have before it's like, yeah, okay. Now I, they, I think they do take on a new meaning. I was reading in the Psalms for my devotions this weekend. Some of those phrases, David is saying like, you know, mm-hmm. when people are saying, where's your God? And when my soul runs dry, I remember the days mm-hmm. of praise in the house of God. And I'm thinking like, wow, that, that sounds more encouraging than it would when it's just, week to week. And that sounds bad because church and gathering is, shouldn't be humdrum, but it can become, you know, just, we do it every week. And so the, the time away has maybe hopefully meant that our time together when we have it again, will be even better. Hmm. But, um, Hey, let's talk a little bit about the sermon. I don't want to spend too much time on it mostly because I don't want to, hey, you preached, you preached this weekend there. I crushed it. It was great. I, well, thank you. You know, it was the shortest sermon I've ever given at Northridge, which is probably why you <laughs> liked it. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, but, um, yeah, no. So, guys, why don't we just have like, if we could, just two or three or five minutes of compliments yeah. from you guys. Eat like if you could each just think of five minutes of unique compliments. We could just start there and see what happens. Well, it's funny. My one big takeaway was actually something you didn't even say. So (laughs) good. Good. I love it. Tell me about it. What's your takeaway? No, you, you, in all seriousness, Hickson, you did an outstanding job and uh, you know, you built and laid such a great framework. And then I think Michael's story and testimony just like was incredible, but yeah. How do you, I how think, do you get a story like that, Aaron? I mean, come on. <laughs> well, dude, this is a good, perfect illustration. I did not get that story. It was a kind of a last minute thing for me to jump in for Drew. And when I found out, I mean, we planned a long time ago, there was going to be uh, a story on week one, a story on week three, and a story on week five of this series. Um, so we had, you know, his friend Rodney and then Michael, and then we've got guests coming on week five. Yeah. And when I found out I was on week three, I was like, yes, I get the Michael yeah. story. So now I don't powerful. have to preach anymore. <laughs> uh, man, that's such a powerful story. So Nate, I cut you off. No, you're good. I, I just, his, uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. I may not get it exactly right, but just where he was just talking about, I have to make a choice each and every day to get up and get out of bed and try to make someone else's life better. For whatever wow. reason, that statement is Ooh. just sticking with me because, yeah, that's not usually how I wake up and start my day. And wow. I want it to be that. And so I think it's just been a challenge to me, especially right now of like, yeah, how do I help my kids have a good day, help Emily or, you know, certainly someone else as whether it's on a call or something like that. But I just think that mindset is such a selfless mm. mindset and it's really rooted in understanding I think generosity. Um, and so his story was incredible, but that one line, man, has really kind of been on my mind. Can't shake it, um, for the last day or so. And I, hopefully I'm going to continue to keep chasing after that and have that just as a great first thought each day as I, as I start my day. Yeah. Something else that, that Mike said, sorry, Aaron, we're going to go back to Mike here, but (laughs) I was planning to as well. Something, something else that he, that he said was just the idea of, you know, why don't, why did I wait until I I'm dying before I started living the way I should have been living all along? Wow. That, that, um, that statement 
and just just in the con- within the context of his story, hit me in a very powerful way. Um, I don't want to be that. I don't want to get to the end of my life and wish I had lived it differently. And why not start yesterday instead of mm-hmm. waiting until I'm given some some diagnosis? So I'm super thankful for Mike's story. But but Aaron, you know, um, I agree with Nate. Your sermon was was really helpful and and really powerful. And and I thought just the focus for me, maybe the most important part was the focus on my heart. Um, you said something like, it's not really about the numbers, um, but it's about my heart disposition, right? Like, what is it that I'm really longing for? And, and what is it that really has my heart? And certainly that's going to impact the numbers, but it's really not about the numbers per se. It's about what right. has my heart. And that's what I want to I remember as I seek to give more than I get. That's good. Yeah, Lauren looked at me um, during the nine o'clock service when I got to the section where I was talking about how, um, where we think like, I just don't have enough. And I was describing a mentality where like, man, if I can just get to that next, you know, yeah. uh, number figure of 10, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, no, no, the, the, whatever the next, you know, <laughs> multiple of 10, that's what it is. The next multiple of 10, if I can just get to that next multiple of 10, then we'll have enough. Then I'll be able to be generous. And she, I'm describing that. And she looks over at me and she literally goes, Aaron, that's you. And I'm like, yeah, it's me. Well, it's literally me, <laughs> but yeah, I'm describing, I'm not preaching from a place of, right. Of like, I've got this. I'm preaching this from like, the reason I have that example is because that's what I do. <laughs> you know, I, I have, at various times with our finances, like looking at a number in our savings account and saying like, Ooh, we're right on the fringe. Like if we can just have a little bit more in there. And I remember when we first got married and that number was like, you know, $300 or whatever. Um, and you know, that felt like an extraordinary amount of money that if we just had, and as we've tried to be diligent with saving and that number, you know, incrementally grows, it's like, that can always feel like, but it's just going to be that next yeah. threshold where I feel content. And so she just looked at me and was like, that's you. Why are you using that? And I'm like, well, because I'm not, I was just, it's true. <laughs> yeah. And that, that just speaks to like th- this huge principle in preaching anyway, doesn't it? Like we only ever tell people what we know we ourselves need the most. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if somebody uses a fresh illustration, it probably means they struggle with it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but anyway, so you guys, I talked about generosity a little bit at the start. Is there a time that you've experienced generous? Somebody gave you something and it inspired generosity or what, what do you have that somebody gave you? <laughs> well, you know, so many things over the years. I mean, it, I, too many things to count, but, but some of my generosity memories go way back to as far back as I can remember. I had this grandfather that was just one of the most generous guys I've, I've ever known. And he's, not with us any longer, but um, I remember that even as a guy that didn't have a lot of money, I can't think of a time he would come to our house without gifts. Like he would always have something. And we knew when grandpa and grandma pulled in, grandpa has something for us. And it it might've been a crate of apples. It might've been uh, something with an engine in it. It it (laughs) might've been a box of donuts. It was always something and usually more than one thing. And I just I always think of him when I think of generosity is I want to be that kind of a guy that always wants to give away more than yeah. I get. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. I think for me, I can relate. Um, very thankful to have family that has just been super generous over the years to us. Um, whether it's been providing gifts um, or, you know, I can relate 
Hickson, I think you were the one talking about the table, right? Yeah, we we had a when we got married, we had a, a, a kitchen table that we actually still have. It's down in our our our, uh, our basement right now, but that was given to us by family. But uh, one that stands out to me is actually Emily's her engagement ring. The diamond in there was actually given to me by my grandma, which was her mother. So it's my great grandmother's original wow. diamond from her ring was passed wow. down and, and given that I was able to to give to M. So that that's always one that stands out to me of just yeah, the generosity of generations even before us and that getting passed down. And, um, but that was a really sweet gift. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's, and that's a different kind that's generosity, not only in the form of you didn't have to buy that, but now that carries so much more meaning, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. A lot of it, it, certainly, certainly not having to shell out. (laughs) For the, for the engagement ring. Although yeah. I had to put some bling around it, you know how it is. Yeah, and that's make right. it look great by which cost some, but but certainly I didn't have to spend near near what I you know could have. But you're right, even just the right that that priceless memory, the history behind it too has been cool to, to also mm-hmm. be able to to remember. Um yeah, with that dining room table that somebody gave us, we actually ended up giving it away to someone else. I don't even remember the context, but that ended up being kind of like a a generational thing. Although, you know, just to another, you gave person. it away, or did you charge him? Did you? you I could see like something like you turning a, <laughs> I know, a profit. Normally, we're trying to turn a profit on some Facebook Marketplace deals. We look. If I bought it, I'll sell it. If somebody gave it to me, I typically give it away. <laughs> but I am That's trying. Awesome. To- I can't, but, um, with, with the story of, uh, the rich young ruler and I almost want to call him Lazarus every time. Zacchaeus. Um, I, I don't know why as Drew and I were working on this message, you know, forever ago, we talked, we are brainstorming, blah, 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 different people. They engage with money and Jesus. And we thought of both of their names. And I honestly had never even put it together that they were so close in proximity in terms of Luke. Like, Luke and Luke 18 basically ends with Jesus talking about how it's hard for the rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. There's like a little bit of an interlude, but then it's right into chapter 19. And he's talking to Zacchaeus and it describes him as very wealthy. He uses the same term. So I don't know why I didn't notice that before, but it, to me, it kind of took on new meaning, recognizing like, oh, wow, here's two people who literally are given, you know, functionally the same opportunity and they react differently. And I've never brought those stories together until we were prepping it. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that either, which is one of the things I loved about your message of connecting those two very, that are not far apart in Luke, um, and yet connecting them together and really drawing really the same idea of it's our heart. God is after our heart. Jesus is after our heart. And being able to compare them and look at them side by side was awesome. Yeah, thanks. That's the kind of that was what I was hoping you'd say um, about our biblical <laughs> insights. <laughs> yeah, in fact, Aaron, I don't know that anybody's ever um, observed that in Scripture before. Um, before you noticed, thank it. you. Yeah. I was I, I if I had to be honest, I would say I'm probably the first pastor yeah. uh, to have ever done that. So yeah. if we could, if you don't mind, guys, I'm just going to stop and try to make a call and see if maybe I can get a book deal. Or I was just going to um, say, man, that's a fresh book right there. Do it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Drew's going to have to, it'll have to take Drew's name on the title because we wrote it together and his book would sell faster than mine. So <laughs> let's go with it. By the way, I definitely had something written in to potentially talk about how Zacchaeus and Drew have something else in common. 
Ah, that was a good observation, huh? Maybe their stats. Should we say it? <laughs> but uh, I decided not to, and I'm I'm just leave it at that. If just people want, they can draw their own conclusions <laughs> about how they're similar. I'll just say it wasn't what they did for work, and it wasn't their tree climbing ability that they had. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, have anything else that you want to talk about, or things that you're looking forward to here in the next couple of weeks as we wind down? Nothing Looks like a no. To mind. <laughs> well, actually, you do have one thing that's coming up, and that is Mother's Day is in six days. So we all need to get our act together and make sure that our quarantine Mother's Day goes well. Well, and me doubly so because every Mother's Day weekend is also my wife's birthday. Oh, Whoa. dude, my man. April 1st and as your anniversary. And then one month later, you got birthday and Mother's Day. You have a busy spring, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Every spring is busy. Oh, my goodness. Good for you. Good for you. Well, hey, guys, uh, this coming weekend, we are back to hearing from Drew. It's a life that matters week four. And we're going to be talking about um, how to handle anxiety in the midst of trying to build a life that matters and how that can all be very overwhelming. And what we need to do as a result of the fact that we, as we keep eternity in mind, how does that affect our day-to-day anxieties? So it is Mother's Day. As always, a shout out to the wonderful women in our world and in our lives and in our families that have made the world the place that it is and our families what they are. So grateful to all of you. And you deserve much more than you will get this weekend. Of that, I'm sure. <laughs> so thanks for listening. Mark, Nate, thanks for joining. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Thank you.